Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be previewing the weekend series for the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants as the MLB season is, is in full swing. Before we do that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. Did somebody say playoffs? The MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. If you want to take a little bet on the Lakers to come back against Portland, you want to potentially put another bet on the Clippers from the table after losing Game 2 against the Mavericks, you even want to look at the NHL and potentially take the Bruins to win the Cup, all these options are available at Bet Online. So take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. There's also always the online casino which never closes, so head on to head online to betonline.ag today to sign up and receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bang Barrier Podcast. Once again, quick reminder that this was made on Thursday, so the records and the stats that we're going to be talking about in this video are going to not be fully updated because of the fact that they will not include Thursday's games, but... We're going to dive right in with the Oakland Athletics and talk about their weekend series coming up, which will be a road trip to Houston to take on the Astros. And based on the pitching matchups that have been laid out, first game will be taking place on Friday evening, and it will be in a matchup between Montes and McCullers. Now, Montes had a pretty interesting year so far. Started off very solid, and then he had a massive blow-up start that happened where against the Diamondbacks, he gave up nine earned runs in inning in two-thirds. And as a result, his ERA ballooned. And then he also struggled in his last start against the Angels as he ended up going four and two-thirds with four earned runs. So right now, Montes is 2-2 two and two with a 5.22 ERA, which is pretty underwhelming. And he'll be going up against McCullers, who has been pretty similar to, in the same respect as he's also 2-2 two and two with a 5.7-plus ERA. So both starters have been pretty inconsistent. Uh, Montes has been a little bit better as a whole because he just had one or two blow-up starts and he was pretty solid in his other appearances where McCullers has been consistently mediocre, if that. Now, looking at the actual uh, standings and why this series is extremely important, the Oakland Athletics are in first place, everybody knows, as they are currently 22-10, and 10, and they have a four-and-a-half game lead on Houston, who's in second place, which means that if Oakland and uh, Houston, uh, you have a sweep from one team or another, that could have huge implications on the division. As if Oakland sweeps, they're going to be up seven and a half games and more than a halfway through the season. So Oakland can pretty much wrap up uh, the division with a bow if they're able to get another sweep against the Astros, which they did earlier in the year. And Houston, if they sweep, can cut the division lead uh, of Oakland to potentially one and a half. Uh, once again, not including the games that are taking place on on Thursday. So those numbers are going to be fully accurate, but you know what I mean. So Houston kind of needs to win the series to keep it close, and Oakland needs to win the series if it wants to separate itself even further from the rest of the competition in the AL West. But based on the new format system with regard to two teams from each division making the playoffs, 
it's almost a lock for both of these teams to get in. Oakland is nine and a half games clear of Seattle. Uh, Seattle's 12 and 19 in third place. Uh, Houston is 17 and 14. Oakland's tw- uh, 22 and 10. So since two teams are getting in, both of these teams are basically locks to make the playoffs. But of course, winning the division means a lot more uh, to both these respective teams. So Montes will be going against McCullers on the Friday night matchup. If I really had to lean anywhere, um, I'm going to lean to Montes. I know he's got a 5.22 ERA and McCullers is 5.74. But Montes has had some really good starts this year, and his ERA is definitely higher than it should be based on one extreme outlier, where his ERA was, well, to break it down, his ERA was roughly, I don't know, 60 or 50-something. And that one start he had against the Dimebacks. So I think Montes is the better pitcher. I think Oakland's the better team. Houston's very good at home, though, 12 and 5 at Minute Maid Park. But Oakland is 9 and 6 on the road, so they're no slouch away from home either. So I think this game will be close, but I think Montes is the better pitcher, and I think that Oakland is the better bullpen. So for that reason, I'll lean to the Athletics to take the opener to get the job done. Now, looking at the second game, which will be taking place Saturday afternoon, you have a matchup between Lazardo and Granke. Lazardo's been a very underrated pitcher so far this season as he is 2-1 with a 3.74 ERA. It is worth mentioning, though, that he has been terrible on the road, as he does have an 8.10 ERA away from home, so one can potentially expect him to struggle in Minute Maid Park against Houston. But he will be going up against Zach Granke, who has been a very solid pitcher for a long period of time. And Granke has been pretty solid this year as well, as he is 1-0 with a 2.29 ERA. At the age of 36, he has not really shown any signs of slowing down, and he has been fantastic if you look at his numbers lately however he did struggle a bit in his last start at San Diego as he ended up going six innings give up three earned runs following a couple of gem starts before that but if you want to talk about his ERA at home it has been even better as he is a 2.04 ERA uh, at home in comparison to the 2.29 ERA as a whole so Granke I expect to pitch well I think Lazardo pitch well uh, but at the end of the day I think Granke is the better overall pitcher and I think that Houston should be able to do enough offensively against Lozardo to get the job done. So I do expect Oakland to win game one and the Astros to win game two. In game three, you have Manaya versus Valdez. Now, Valdez has been very solid this season. He's 3-2, and two, but he does have a 2.35 ERA. So he has been very solid. However, he does have a 4.15 ERA at home. But Houston has fared extremely well in his starts as Houston has won in each of his last three starts by at least seven runs, and he has gotten the decision victory in all three of those appearances. So Houston has performed really well in terms of run support whenever Valdez is on the mound, and they will be going up against Sean Manaya, uh, who has been pretty underwhelming this season. He is currently 2-2 two and two with a 5.64 ERA. However, he has pitched a lot better uh, lately, as after a couple of disastrous starts start the year, He has gone at least five innings and given up a maximum of two earned runs in his three starts. So he has looked a lot better, and Oakland has won each of his last three starts. So Manaya looks like he kind of got over his early season struggles, and he has turned it around a little bit. But based on this pitching matchup, I think Manaya and Valdez are pretty kind of even. Valdez has been better this season, but he's still kind of an unproven commodity. And Manaya has been very solid in years past, but he just got off to a slow start in 2020. And people might have overreacted, and he seems to be uh, back on track, despite only going five innings. So he's not really an innings guy anymore. He's on he's on an innings eater, which is a bit concerning. But he has been pitching a lot better over the last couple of weeks. But if I really had to lean where I'm going to be going with this matchup, I will be leaning to Houston. Something about some pitchers just 
makes you have some confidence about him. And Valdez getting a ton of run support every time he pitches definitely makes me lean to Houston in this spot. Houston's very good at home. Valdez, looking at his numbers, uh, he's gotten at least 11 runs of support in his last three outings, which is just a ton of support. But if you want to break it down, he already pitched against Oakland. This season went seven innings, gave up one earned run, walked uh, one guy, struck out nine. He got the loss, but going seven innings, one earned run is definitely a solid first appearance against this opponent. And I think that Valdez should pitch well, and I think Houston will give him some more run support. So just once again, to give out my breakdown on the actual series, I think that Houston will lose the first game, and I think they will win the games on Saturday and Sunday. So I am picking the Athletics to lose this respective series. But going to break down once again the statistics for the actual team for Oakland offensively. A lot to uncover here. Uh, the batting averages are still an absolute joke. Mark Kana is the leading uh, average guy on the A's, and he's batting 278. So this team never actually gets hits. It seems like they're a home run buster walk team. Don't get me wrong, walking's fine. Kana has a batting average of 404, uh, sorry, an on base percentage of 404. Robbie Grossman has a hey, batting has a uh, on base percentage of 427, so he's done a pretty good job of getting on base as well. Uh, looking through some of the key contributors, though, Chapman's on base percentage is below 300. He's been pretty underwhelming. Olsen's is roughly at 300. He's been underwhelming as well. Piscotti's at 312, not great. Um, other than that, yeah, really just not great. Before, really just an underwhelming performance from the star players on Oakland. Uh, Marcus Simeon's batting three, uh, batting 234. And a base percentage of 291, so he's been terrible as well. Oakland's lineup has just been very underwhelming, uh, and Oakland has still managed to, you know, stay the course, be in first place with a 22 and 10 record, mostly due to the elite pitching, uh, mostly because of the bullpen as well, which is arguably the best bullpen in the entire league. And if you want to break down why, that is going to be because of Liam Hendricks, who has been insane this season, as he has a 1.10 ERA. And he also has 10 saves. So he's been phenomenal as the closer. He was my dark horse candidate to win the Cy Young Award in the AL. And even though his numbers are as good as I thought they would be, of course they're going to give it to a starter. But I expected big things from Hendricks, and he has definitely delivered, especially after blowing the start in opening day. But other than that, though, the rest of the bullpen has been very solid. Sori has a 1.23 ERA. Petit has a 2.08 ERA. Uh, McFarland has a .71 ERA. A lot of solid pitchers here. Diekman's yet to give, out, give up a run. Yeah, the bullpen's been tremendous, and I think that if you want to break it down, that's the main reason for Oakland's success. But I am a little bit concerned with the lack of quality hitting for the Athletics, and that pretty much sums up my breakdown for the respective series. Now, switching gears, talking about the San Francisco Giants as they are getting ready for a weekend series on the road against Arizona. Uh, Arizona's been an absolute disaster. They have, are in the middle of a pretty massive losing streak as they have lost about eight straight. And San Francisco is right now one game under 500, so they've actually been playing better lately. Giants are on a pretty massive winning streak, if you want to break it down. They have won each of their last, uh, breaking it down, seven games. So they are headed in a completely opposite direction of Arizona. Uh, once again, this is before a Thursday's game, so keep that in mind. But Arizona, currently time recording, is on an eight-game losing streak, and San Francisco is on a seven-game winning streak. So I expect big things from the Giants this weekend. Now, there is another element to, to talk about with regard to the Giants that I didn't talk about with the Athletics, and that has to do with the boycotting of games, and that is worth mentioning because the Giants ended up not playing the game yesterday against the Dodgers. Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants, has been very vocal uh, to the cause, and whether it was a kneeling during the National Anthem earlier in the year or expressing uh, vocally that he supports the movement of his team deciding to boycott games, 
uh, that simply just touched upon the fact that there is a chance the Giants could decide to continue protesting and boycotting and end up not playing any of these games over the weekend. But for the sake of the actual video, I'm going to assume they're going to play this weekend. And for that reason, we're going to break down some of the pitching matchups that you have. And we're going to start out with the Friday night matchup on the road in Arizona. And you will end up having Weaver on the mound for the Diamondbacks. And you will have Anderson on the mound for the Giants. Anderson's been pretty good. Tyler Anderson is 1-1 one one with a 3.45 ERA. So he has been a pleasant surprise so far this season. Plus, he just faced Arizona in his last start on Saturday. And he went a complete game, nine innings, and he gave up three hits and one earned run. So he was fantastic. And I expect him to pitch well once again against this Arizona team that is reeling right now, and their offense has completely fallen apart. Meanwhile, uh, Arizona will be going with Luke Weaver, who has been very underwhelming, as he's 1-4 with a 7.77 ERA. Also has a 7 ERA even at home, so he's been pretty underwhelming. He has pitched better lately, as he has gone at least five innings and given up a maximum of two runs in each of his last two starts. So he has pitched better, but Anderson's the better pitcher in this matchup, and both these teams are heading opposite directions. So I have to lean to the Giants to get the job done in this, st in this start on the Friday game. So that's my thoughts on the Friday one. Now, Saturday is tough because Arizona has not announced who's going to be pitching on Saturday, but the Giants will be going with Trevor Cahill, who has been pretty solid, 0-0 record. Uh, so he hasn't recorded actually a decision, but he does have a 1.64 ERA. The main issue has been distance. Uh, he did get, uh, he did pitch well against Arizona on his last start on Sunday when five and a third gave up one run on one hit, so he was great. But he's yet to go more than five and a third in a single start of the season. So you should see a decent amount of run for the Giants' bullpen on, on Saturday. But he did perform extremely well against Arizona in his last start, and Arizona can't hit the ball. So I do think that the Giants are in a pretty good spot to win the first two games of this series. And last but not least, you have the matchup on Sunday, uh, which will be between Johnny Cueto and Alex Young. Now starting with the Diamondbacks, Alex Young has been mediocre. He is 1-1 one one with a 4.7 ERA. Looking at his recent performances, though, he was, I'd say, decent. In his last start against Colorado, he ended up going five innings, and he gave up three earned runs. Start before that, he ended up going four innings, gave up three earned runs, so he's an innings eater at all. He'll most likely go five innings, give up maybe two runs, and then turn it over to the bullpen, which has been very underwhelming for Arizona this season. Meanwhile, Johnny Cueto, despite being up there in years and despite overcoming some injuries, he has looked decent as a 34-year-old. He is 2-0, does have a 5.4 ERA, which is not great, but the Giants have performed well whenever he's on the mound. Did not pitch well in his last start against the Dodgers went four and he gave up six runs. Start before that, though, was good. Five and two-thirds, two runs. Then start before that, seven innings, two runs. So Cueto has actually been, I'd say, decent. And the Giants have fared pretty well in his starts. As for Alex Young, I already touched upon his numbers aren't that great. As for Arizona's results when he is on the mound. Also relatively mixed. Uh, he's lost three of his last four starts, though. Not based on decisions but based on just the Dimebacks getting victories or, or losses as a result. So the Dimebacks have not really won many of his starts, and I think the Giants could be in a decent spot to pick up a sweep here, as Arizona has been very underwhelming lately, and they are still in the middle of a, a massive losing streak. But breaking down the actual numbers here, the Giants are 6-10 and 10 on the road, and Arizona is 8-7 and seven at home, so they have been pretty good at home. I'm going to give Arizona the benefit of the doubt. I'll give them one game. I think they'll win the Sunday game against Cueto. I think Alex Young will pitch decently enough to get the job done. I think that Cueto will struggle a bit after a couple of back, after back-to-back, -back, I'd say, underwhelming performances. So I think that Arizona does have a chance to get the job done enough offensively in order to win one of these games. But I think the Giants should win the series. 
Now I'm going to break down Arizona's numbers really quickly uh, going through uh, who the Giants should be worried about going into the upcoming series. A couple of mainstream names. You have Cattell Marte, who is a phenomenal second baseman, uh, as everyone knows. He only has one home run, 10 RBIs, but he's batting 310, so he has been a very solid average guy. Uh, you have the acquisition of Sterling Marte during the offseason. Sterling has been great uh, as he has a 318 batting average with a 397 on base percentage, uh, two home runs, uh, 12 RBIs. So he's been very solid when it comes to contact. Uh, Christian Walker's also been good, three home runs, 17 RBIs, batting 310. So he's been pretty good. And that definitely, um, you know, is something to keep in mind. So yeah, Arizona's a couple of big pieces, but the rest of their supporting cast is definitely underwhelming. I also am a fan of David Peralta, who is batting 302. So Arizona's a couple of capable hitters. The pitching core has been a massive issue, and that is definitely something to keep in mind. But as a whole, switching gears to the Giants, the Giants are, I'd say, a little bit different uh, based on how they're wired offensively. Arizona actually has about four or five guys batting around 300, and the Giants definitely do not have that as the Giants have been relying on basically two guys to carry the bulk of the offense for the majority of the season, uh, with, of course, Yaskremski and Solano. But looking at the actual numbers for the Giants to break down some of the actual stats, Yaskremski, though, has been the main uh, guy, if you want to break down the actual power numbers. Tied for the team ho- team lead in home runs with seven. He's got 23 RBIs and on base percentage of 410, which is the team lead. Uh, he has 23 walks, which is the most on the team by a wide margin. So Yastrzemski's been great at getting on base. Uh, he's got the team lead in RBIs, team lead in on-base percentage, and Yastrzemski has been the face of the team. Meanwhile, Solana still has the average lead at 351, which is the highest by a wide margin as well. And his on-base percentage is 390, so he's been very good. Two home runs, 18 RBIs as well. The emergence of Wilmer Flores, though, has been a huge boost to the team offensively. Flores has been around the block a couple of times, but he does have seven home runs and 19 RBIs. And he's batting 291, and most of that production came over the last couple of weeks. Same thing with Longoria, whose average was around 250, give or take, but he started to heat up at the plate as he has three home runs, 15 RBIs, and he's batting 292. So he has performed extremely well over the last couple of weeks. Same thing with Brandon Crawford. I know he's batting 256, which doesn't look great right now, but he was batting roughly 220 a couple weeks ago, and he started to wake up. Uh, Brandon Belt batting 313 is definitely a nice boost. Other than that, though, really not much else to talk about for the Giants' offense. It's really not that dynamic, but it's been doing just enough in order to get the job done, and I think it will do just enough in order to win two out of three games in the series. So once again, just to break down my thoughts on the weekend uh, series, I like the Giants to win two out of three against the Diamondbacks losing the Sunday game that Cueto will be starting, and I think Oakland will lose two out of three. I think they'll win the first game against uh, with Montes on the mound, and I think they will lose the games on Saturday and Sunday. Other than that, though, that's been this installment of the Betting Barrier Podcast, the Believe Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.